Welcome to Zichu Dav Simanim Emabe Ram Goldhar, and today we're in Zichu Sukkah Dav Zayin, the first parak Sukkah Shehi Gavoa. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Brisa on Dav Vav Amabe stated, Shtan Kehochasim Ushishi is Afil Tefach. A Sukkah must have two proper walls, and a third wall even a Tefach long. On this Dav, Rabbah said, Beken with Shabbos, and this Tefach long wall is also effective for permitting carrying on Shabbos. Migudi havya dofenle inyan sukkah, havya dofenle inyan Shabbos. Since it has the status of a wall in regard to Hilcha Sukkah, it has the status of a wall in regard to Shabbos as well. Rashi explains that since it has the status of a wall to qualify to be a sukkah for eating and sleeping, it also serves as a wall in Shabbos to transform the sukkah into Rishos Yachid. This is so even though during any other Shabbos of the year, such a structure would remain Rishos Rabim, and even on the Shabbos during sukkahs, any non-sukkah structure with such walls would remain or shusha rabim. Abai challenges his ruling, but is unsuccessful. Pointing to the Mishnah stated, that a sukkah whose sunlight is greater than its shade is invalid. It was taught in Abraisa, only where its sunlight is on account of the schach is a sukkah puzzle, not where the sunlight is on account of the walls. Yoshia says, even sunlight on account of the walls invalidates the sukkah. Rav Yemar Bar Shlemio said, in the name of Abai, the Rav Yoshia's reason is based on what's written, Vesakosa Aaron is a parochas, and Vesakosa and screen the Aaron with the parochas. Parochas mechitza v'kakari rachman sechacha. Now the parochas is a partition, yet the Torah calls it schach, Vesakosa. Alma mechitza k'schach We see that a mechitza is required to be as schach, and just as schach. Provide shade, so must the walls. The more explains that the Rabbanan's response would be, how de nikuf be purta de mechzik this reference to the parochas being as chach teaches only that the parochas should be bent over slightly on top so that it appears roof-like. And point number three, Abai listed several tanaim and said, They all maintain their sukkah must be fit to be a fixed dwelling. Rebbe said, Any sukkah that is not four by four amos in area is invalid. This is because Rebbe holds that only structure of this size is fit for a dearest keva, unlike those who hold that a sukkah could be seven by seven tefachim. Yoshia, as we just learned, held that the walls of the sukkah may not allow in sunlight, just like the typical walls of a dearest keva. Rabbi Yehud in the Mishnah taught that the sukkah walls can be higher than 20 amos, indicating that there's no psul if its walls would have to be erected in a fixed manner. Rabbi Shimon, as we learned, holds that a sukkah must have three proper walls, and the fourth wall can be narrow as a tefah. We see that he requires four walls so that it's a dearest keva. Abai also brings the opinions of Ramagamlil, Beishamay, Rebelezer, and Acherim, who also requires sukkah to be a dearest keva. So once again, the three points are number one. The Brysan Daf Vav Amabei stated, Shtaim Kihochasan Ushrishis Afil Tefach. A sukkah must have two proper walls and a third wall, even a tefach long. On this Daf, Rabbah said, Vekeno Shabbos. And this tefach long wall is also effective for permitting carrying on Shabbos. Migudah have Yadofinu in Yun Sukkah, have Yadofinu in Yun Shabbos. Since it has the status of a wall in regard to Hilchah Sukkah, it has the status of a wall in regard to Shabbos as well. Rush explains that since it has the status of a wall to qualify to be a sukkah for eating and sleeping, it also serves as a wall in Shabbos to transform the sukkah into a Shazayachid. This is so even though during any other Shabbos of the year, such a structure would remain a Shazayachid, and even on the Shabbos during sukkahs, any non-sukkah structure with such walls would remain a Shazayachid. Abai challenges this ruling, but is unsuccessful. Point number two, the Mishnah stated, that a sukkah whose sunlight is greater than its shade is invalid. It was taught in a Only where its sunlight is on account of the schach is a sukkah puzzle, not where the sunlight is on account of the walls. Rabbi Yoshia says, even sunlight on account of the walls invalidates the sukkah. Rabbi Yemir Bar said in the name of Abaya, 
The Rabbi Yoshi's reason is based on what's written. Visakosa Aron es a parochus. Visakosa and screen the Aron with the parochus. Parochus mechitza v'kakar yevrachmanis chacha. Now the parochus is a partition, yet the Torah calls it schach, v'sakosa, ama mechitza kaschach b'inen. We see that a mechitza is required to be eschach, and just as schach provides shade, so must the walls. The Gemara explains that the Rabbanon's response would be, how did Nikah bepurtad mechzikaschach? This reference to the parochus being eschach teaches only that the parochus should be bent over slightly on top, so that it appears roof-like. And point number three, Abai listed several tanayim and said, they all maintain that a sukkah must be fit to be a fixed dwelling. Rebbe said, Any sukkah that is not 4 by 4 amos in the area is invalid. This is because Rebbe holds that only a structure of this size is fit for a dearest keva, unlike those who hold that a sukkah can be 7 by 7 tefachim. Rebbe Yoshe, as we just learned, held that the walls of the sukkah may not allow in sunlight, just like the typical walls of a dearest keva. Reviewed in the Mishnah taught that the sukkah walls can be higher than 20 amos, indicating that there's no psul if its walls would have to be erected in a fixed manner. Rabbi Shimon, as we learn, holds that a sukkah must have three proper walls, and the fourth wall can be as narrow as a tavach. So we see that he requires four walls so that it's a dearest keva. Abai also brings the opinions of Rabbi Gamliel, Beishamur, Belezer, and Acherim, who also require sukkah to be a dearest keva. All right, so now we go to our Simmer Dav Zayin, and our standard Simmer is to a clay Zayin, a weapon, and we use a gun. A gun. So here goes. The gun enthusiast who uses tefach-thick gun as a third wall even on Shabbos enjoyed his meal in the sukkah with walls that let in plenty of light while wondering how his neighbors were doing sitting inside their massive dearest keva. Once again, in slow motion. The gun enthusiast, gun enthusiast, that must be one duff, zine, gun. The gun enthusiast who uses tefach-thick gun as a third wall even on Shabbos, which reminds us that Rabbah said a sukkah with a tefach-long third wall is also permitted to carry in on Shabbos. Migudri, have you dofim in your sukkah? Have you dofim in your Shabbos? Since it has the status of a wall in regard to Hilcha sukkah, it has the status of a wall in regard to Shabbos as well, even though on a regular Shabbos it would be considered a Rishus Rabin. So the gun enthusiast who uses tefach-thick gun as a third wall even on Shabbos enjoyed his meal in the sukkah with walls that let in plenty of light, which reminds us there's a malchokas whether the walls of the sukkah must provide shade like schach, which is understood to be centered on the meaning of the pasuk about the parochas. Rabbi Yoshia holds that the lashon of Vesakosa is mentioned regarding the parochas, and we learn that even mechitzas have to provide shade. The rabbans say the walls do not have to provide shade, and understand the pasuk to mean only that the parochas should be bent over slightly on top so that it appears roof-like. So the gun enthusiast who uses tefach the gun as a third wall even on Shabbos enjoyed his meal in the sukkah with the walls that let him plenty of light while wondering how his neighbors were doing sitting inside their massive dearest keva. Which reminds that Abai listed several Tanaim who maintain that a sukkah must be a fixed dwelling at dearest keva, meaning that it must be at least four by four amos in area, the walls must provide shade, it can be higher than 20 amos and have at least three proper walls with the fourth one being a tefach. So once again, so the gun enthusiast who uses tefach the gun as a third wall even on Shabbos enjoyed his meal in the sukkah with walls that let in plenty of light while wondering how his neighbors were doing sitting inside their massive dearest keva. All right, so now it's time to go to our four blot back chazara. Daf Gimel, so the simmer Daf Gimel is a gamal, a camel. So here it goes. The huge camel, camel, that must mean one Daf Gimel, gamal, camel. The huge camel sticking out from his small sukkah was trying to pull his table into it from his tiny house, which reminds us the Beisham basically will argue on the minimum size of a sukkah as well as in the case of a large sukkah, whether the table needs to be in the sukkah lest the person is drawn after it and comes to eat in his house. 
So the huge camel sticking out from his small sukkah was trying to pull his table into it from his tiny house that was too small to be high from Azusa Ma'akeb. Which reminds the more brings the Brian that teaches that a house that is not 4 by 4 almost squared is patamina mezuzah mina ma'akeb and matamina gaim. Because the word bias is written in the Torah with reference to all of them and a dwelling less than 4 almost squared is not considered a bias. So the huge camel sticking out from his small sukkah was trying to pull his table into it from his tiny house that was too small to be high from Azusa Ma'akeh and was only suitable to keep a shita. Which reminds us that shita may be placed in a house that is less than 4 by 4 amos since the function of a shita is to merge all the courtyards of the Mabui for their use, not for habitation. As long as the shita is located in a protected space, the shita is valid even if that space is less than 4 by 4. Daf Dalit, so the similar Daf Dalit is a door. So here goes. The owners took the door off the 21 Amasukkah door. That must be one Daf Dalit. The owners took the door off the 21 Amasukkah where the dangling glitzing didn't provide the majority of shade, which reminds us that if the sukkah was taller than 20 Amas, the hutsin yordim ama, and the leaves of the palm branches that comprise its schach were dangling into the airspace of the sukkah within 20 Amas of the floor, if the shade provided by these tips is greater than their sunlight, it's kosher. If not, it's puzzle. If the sukkah was exactly 10 fucking tall, the minimum height of a sukkah, the hutzin yordin latochasari, and the palm branch leaves were dang within the tent fachim, Rava told Abai that even if the sunlight was greater than the shade, it's a dira sarucha, a dwelling that's uncomfortable to live in. So the owners took the door off the 21 on the sukkah, where the dangling hutzin didn't provide the majority of shade, and used it as a platform instead, which reminds us that the case of a sukkah that is taller than 20 amas, ubana ba isaba, and one built a platform in it, is coming to teach that even though the third distant wall was not a valid wall to begin with, because it was above 20 amas, we can still apply the halacha of dovan akuma to it to remedy the disqualification. So the owners took the door off the 21 amas sukkah, where the dangling hutzin didn't provide the majority of shade, and used it as a platform instead. After they were told their good asik idea with the 10 fucking pillar, wouldn't work. Which reminds us that the case of a sukkah taller than 20 amos, where one built in it a pillar that is 10 fachim tall and a 7 by 7 fachim, we cannot apply the law of good asik, which would extend and raise the partition on each of the pillar's sides to the schach above, creating a valid sukkah on the pillar's top, because the area of a sukkah must be a dira, a dwelling place which can only be attained through mechitzas and yikaros, through noticeable walls. Daf hay, so the summer daf hay is hay, a haystack. So here goes. When the boys who filled the ninth fucking box with hey, hey, that must be more enough. Hey. When the boys who filled the ninth fucking box with hey, and then covered with a tefak the cover, which reminds us that the source of the sukkah that is not at least ten fucking high is invalid, is brought from the arun in that it was nine fucking tall, and the thickness of the kaparis, which was one tefak, and it's written, it's there that I'll set my meetings with you, and I shall speak with you from atop the kaparis. Rabbi Yossi says, the Shekhinah never descended below into the human domain, and Moshe and Eliyahu never ascended into the heavens. Since Hashem spoke to Moshe from atop the Kaparas, it follows that ten fachim from the ground begins a separate domain. And therefore we see ten fachim is the minimum height of a partition. So when the boys who filled the ninth fachim box with hay, and then covered it with a tefach to cover, they made from the border of the kitchen table, which reminds us the one tefach thickness of the Kaparas is learned from the mascaras of the Shulchan, from the border of the Shulchan. So when the boys who filled the ninth fucking box with hay, and then covered it with a tefak, the cover they made from the border of their kitchen table, were about to be caught by their mom, they raised their arms up in unison and covered it, pretending to be little angels. Which reminds the Gemara asks, from what evidence do you say that the interior space 
for a sukkah must be ten tefachim height, excluding the thickness of its chach. Say rather that the ten tefachim are measured with its chach. The Gemara therefore presents a different source for the ten tefachim height requirement for a sukkah from the height of Moshe's kruvim, which were ten tefachim from head to toe, and it's written they were sochim bekanfeim al kaporis, sheltering the kaporis with their wings. Here we see that the Torah calls this sheltering a sukkah covering because it occurs above an airspace of ten tefachim. Davvav. So the similar davvav is a sword. So here goes. The sword salesman, sword salesman, that must mean davvav, sword. The sword salesman who masterfully uses high-priced sword, the chop design meaning according to their different shiurim, which reminds us that Rav said, shiurim chadzitzin machitzin halacha moshmi sinai. And the Gemara challenges this, saying that shiurim in fact arises based on the pasuk of design meaning where each of the seven fruits is a unit of measure for some halacha, but concludes, since these shiurim are not written explicitly in the Torah, the pasuk is just an asmachta. So the sword salesman who massively uses high-priced sword, the chop design medium according to the different shiurim, had tar on the majority of his hair, which reminds us the laws of chetzitzah are in fact the rices, and the Rav's assertion that the laws of chetzitzah are halacha moshmisinai was referring to a halacha that something on one's hair is only chetzitzah if it covers the majority of the hair and one objects to a being there such as dry blood in clear tar. If one doesn't object to the object being on his hair, it's considered as part of the body. So the sword salesman who massively uses high-priced sword, the chop design meaning according to the different shiurim, had tar in the majority of his hair and did his demonstrations out of a sukkah with two proper walls and a third wall. That was just a tefach. Which reminds the Malchuzbim and the Rabban Rabishim whether a sukkah requires two proper walls and the third wall can just be a tefach or three proper walls and the fourth wall can be a tefach is based on the three times the word sukkos is mentioned and the question of whether yeshe'emu masoros or yeshe'emu mikra, whether words in the Torah are expounded based on the way they are written or the way they are pronounced. All right, so that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zich wishing you a great day and great learning.